This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring in someone who always uses proper grammar. That's my song. You know it. BetQLU podcast, which drops every Thursday night on the Odyssey YouTube channel. Host of 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. Also host of the fourth down in the Steel City Steelers spot and Penn State fan. It is Chris Mack. Chris, are we being too too stringent here when it comes to our, our show's grammar policy? Miss Chelsea, I know what you got against Mr. Wilder. <laughs> he, just, he just upset he ain't won no awards, y'all. Yeah, it's true, though. Do you think he has a fair what? point? Like, do you ever watch no, these award no, he shows doesn't. and you he think doesn't. Mor- Morgan Wallen winning a country- though. But but Morgan Wallen, so's so's Deion Sanders. That would be like Deion winning coach of the year in the Pac twelve. It, it just <laughs> does not compute. Popularity does not equal like Morgan Wallen in right now. In entertainment songs. it does. Right no songs. But in entertainment it does. It's not like coach of the year where you have to win games on the field. Like a win in country music is airplay and record sales, right? Like I don't understand I why they're not correlated. Because uh, because his songs are basic beat <laughs> type stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Morgan Wan woke up this morning. He shined his KC lights on his trophy case, and it's still empty. Been a tough night. Been oh, a really yeah. tough KC night. KC lights. Uh, boy, cut his mullet for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. So you know more about Morgan Wallen than I think you were letting on. All right. So I guess we'll talk a little football, shall we? Uh, Because uh, you're the host of the BetQL podcast, which drops each and every Thursday night on the Odyssey YouTube channel. So let's talk a little college football. We brought you in with the Penn State fight song, and uh, they're getting five points at home against Michigan. So do you think there is a chance that the Nittany Lions – either cover or even win outright against the Wolverines. Yeah, you know, obviously the story here is whatever may come down for Harbaugh later today, if anything, and whether it affects this weekend's game or not, I don't think, like if he gets suspended for a couple of games and they make him serve the last two regular season games or who who knows what happens and, and how it will play out over the next couple of weeks, 
But what it served to do is give Michigan even more motivation, right? Like they are playing the heel now. They are the 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 bad guys. They are buying into that role. You've seen it in from some of the clips from this week up in Ann Arbor. And so I think this comes at the worst possible time for Penn State because they've seemingly fixed what was broken last year in Ann Arbor when they got steamrolled by Blake Corum and the Wolverines run game. They've got the best run defense in the Big Ten this year. Second best in FBS all of a sudden. And I think J.J. McCarthy, Drew Aller is a bit of a wash if Penn State actually lets Aller throw the ball downfield. Um, the one thing to keep an eye on in this thing is the turnover margin. Penn State's uh, best in the country, plus 16. Uh, Michigan isn't far off from there. I want to say right around plus nine. They're still top 10. Uh, but if Penn State can force a big turnover and do something with it, I think there's a chance for an upset here. But I think as it stands, this is like a three to seven point game, which is why I think the number, which is down to four and a half this morning, Bet MGM, is spot on um they're gonna have to hit on a big play at some point penn state to bring this within a field goal and give themselves a chance though and i don't know if james franklin is is willing yet even despite the loss in columbus to let drew aller air it out a little bit and to take that risk and roll the dice because they've played it so safe and they've been able to win with turnover margin chris i asked double d this question the other day and i think it's an interesting one which is when it comes to james franklin is he is he's he's a very good recruiter. He's a very good head coach. Is there a a ceiling to James Franklin, and and does he need a win like this to prove that he can be in that top tier, or am I overstating it? Uh, no, I think he needs it, Jenks. You know, it, it's yeah. and and this is the last real chance I think to get it. Not that he won't be around next year, but we go to a twelve team playoff next year. It expands. Penn State should be competing for a playoff spot annually more often than not going forward this is his last chance to get in in a four-team playoff and the best opportunity to do that was to win at least one of these two games in Columbus or against Michigan that means tomorrow afternoon is his last best chance to prove that he can win a game like that and push his team over the top um I, I don't know. If he doesn't, and, and again, I, I think there's a chance, albeit limited, that Penn State can pull off the upset. If he doesn't, then that's going to be a question that we will forever have about James Franklin, regardless of how long he remains head coach at Penn State was. Is he ever going to be that guy? Because he's. I don't know the next time he plays Michigan and Ohio State in the same year again. I'd have to look at the future schedules. I don't even know if there is a year set up over the next half dozen where he gets to play both of them in the same year. And beating Oregon in Ohio State or beating Washington in Michigan or whatever the schedule sets up going forward into the future won't be the same as beating both of these two teams in the same season. That, that'll be the one sort of smudge on his resume. All right, so let's look across college football and go to the SEC. We've got a big matchup or, you know, a match matchup that's made Alabama because they need to win out uh, and the tied are 10 point or 10 and a half point road favorites against Kentucky total of 48 and a half here what's the angle for the Crimson Tide or for the Wildcats I think we finally got a spot where we can safely say that the better quarterback is Jalen Milrow, especially after last week's performance against LSU. It felt like that performance, the four touchdowns on the ground, 
was Jalen Milrow's way of giving the entire college football world, or at least those of us that doubted him until last week, the double middle finger salute because he was he was better even than Jaden Daniels before Jaden Daniels left the game. Is he the better passer necessarily than Jaden Daniels? No, probably not. Is he a better passer than even Devin Leary? He might not be. Now, I'll say this about Leary. He's had some clunkers in the last month or so against Missouri, against Georgia. Wasn't exactly great against Mississippi State either. So I think this is an opportunity where Bama comes in, not just with a better defense, but with the better quarterback as well. And so I I think they could have a field day. I think they could force turnovers on Leary. I think they'll shut down any semblance of a running game Kentucky may try to put together. And I I don't want to say they don't have a problem covering the 10.5 because we've seen the Tides offense have hiccups but I don't think it happens this week. We're talking with Chris Mack, host of the BetQLU podcast. It drops every Thursday night on the Odyssey YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out. He's also a host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. Okay, let's stay in the SEC. We have number nine, Ole Miss, at number two, Georgia. Georgia laying 10.5 points. Total set at 58.5. What are you thinking here, Chris? I keep saying it every week, and it feels like we get a little closer to it happening every week that Georgia might actually slip up. They are a near scoop and score away from winning ugly again last week against Missouri. Missouri in it until, what, halfway through the fourth quarter. Ole Miss is the kind of team that can take a game where you refuse to put them away and quickly turn it around with Quinchon Judkins. And I think he's the key to this one. Carson Beck, Jackson Dart is a wash for me at the quarterback spot. And so I go to the next thing, which is, can Georgia's defense shut down Judkins? When he has a 100-yard game, I don't want to say it's a lock, but it's a lock. And it gives Ole Miss the opportunity to control the pace, control the tempo, control the narrative of the game, so to speak. Back to turnover margin, like I mentioned in the Penn State-Michigan game. Ole Miss best in the SEC at plus eight. Georgia's only plus three. Ole Miss four and zero in one score games. I know Georgia ain't Mr. Wallen, Miss Messenger, A and M or Auburn or Arkansas or even LSU, but Ole Miss is better than all of those teams. If Ole Miss keeps it close and this is a one score game late, and Jutkins either rips off a big get, big play or they get a big turnover late, again, I, I said it last week and. Everybody's laughing at me because of it. Upset alert, perhaps. Ole Miss in (laughs) Athens. But at the very least, I think we get a cover. All right. So I wanted to ask you about the Steelers because obviously Mm -hmm. you're on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. You also host a podcast about the Steelers, fourth down in the Steel City. Uh, So I'm looking at the Steelers this week. They're three-point favorites at home against the Packers. Here's where I'm at on the Steelers. I don't really want to trust them as favorites. I'm not sure if they deserve my trust. How do you feel about betting on the Steelers in games that they're supposed to win? I think three is the perfect number in this case. If it were any more, if it's the hook, if it's anything, no, I, I stay away. But I think in this case, Jordan Love's been sloppy the last month, month and a half, right? Eight picks in his last five games or whatever it is. The Steelers have perfected the art of winning on the back of their defense. TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith getting after the quarterback, forcing either bad plays or inopportune turnovers. I think Jordan Love is primed for that, even if it's just the one turnover like they got from Will Levis late with the game on the line last Thursday night. I think that's what the Steelers' defense does. And you saw the Steelers' offense. It was like 
one little peak of sunshine beaming down through the clouds onto them. They got an opening drive touchdown last week. The first time in nearly a year they'd done that. So golf clap for them. Matt Canada has actually done a really, really pretty good job the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm saying that, but he has. And if Kenny Pickett, (laughs) if fourth quarter Kenny can show up in the first three quarters, this offense may actually start to put some things together. Uh, I feel good about them laying three against the Packers. As much because the, the quarterback matchup is is a wash and the Steelers' defense is so much better than the Packers' defense. I agree. That's one of my favorite picks this week, and I love when you were talking about Matt Canada. You're like, he's done a pretty good job. That's, you know. you hear, there, I found new <laughs> octaves I didn't know existed for that. <laughs> that was Mariah Carey-esque from my good friend Chris Like <laughs> Chris, no. He is host of the Vecchio Podcast, which drops every Thursday night on the Odyssey YouTube disturbing, channel. Jenks. Thank you. I, I'm so I'm so sorry that you have to be on this show. Check it out tonight. Also host on 93.7 The Fan of Pittsburgh. It's our good buddy, Chris Mack. Thank you, Chris. See y'all later. Sure has been a good time. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the Beck QL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.